to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 97. Episode 97. You've done it. Oh, fuck. Every single time. No, I didn't do it last week, actually. To be fair, we've gone from the erms, erms to just repeating the, the episode title. The, the, just repeating the episode title is, <laughs> Jesus. Is, is fine, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, we, I can cope with that. That's fine. I tried to redeem myself with, because my last film was... Can we just pause a second? What was that second word? I've... Tried. Tried. Tried, right. Well, just... uh, we did, um, in what was it, In the Tall Grass? Was yeah. my I was going to say Into the Woods, I was like, no, in, <laughs> in the Tall Grass, which we wasn't very keen on. But, and, and I've done it again, I've gone with a film that I've never seen either. I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. We it, Did I just say the name? The Skin Collector? Yeah. The Skin Collector on, on Amazon Prime. It was released this year. It's a new film. I must admit, when I open, when like it opened and I saw the um, the font, the font did it for me. I was yeah. like, "Oh fucking hell, here we go!" Because it looks like it's been done on Microsoft Word, and you've added Word art to it. And I just text Oliver like, like, "What the fuck have you made me do? Like, what have you put on?" And he, he didn't quite get it because he hadn't read, he hadn't watched it yet. And I was like, "It's all right." I, I watched just... it an hour ago. Did I've you? Been, all right, so it's incre- really new. I've for been me. incredibly busy today, and I, I was like, oh, "I'll just watch it at work." And then I, it was getting to like four o'clock, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like, I'm, <laughs> need I, to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I've got to watch it. I was like, "I wonder if you today. could." I mean, I suppose you could do it with a film you knew. You could blag through it. We could have blagged through you could, scary yeah, movie you could, too. Films that you've watched a lot, you could blag through. Can you but, imagine and, if you're and, like, "Yeah, Charlotte, so uh, take it away yeah, for the entire hour." Well, I just nod my head and be like, "Yeah, that was that was shit." That oh yeah, <laughs> that was well you'd have got away that. with it as well. You'd have been quite good at it. But yeah, I mean, for a bad for for, for a bad film for a bad film, it's good. Yeah, like it it is. The, uh, the thing is, I quite like the story. Like, it's not a bad storyline. There, there are parts in it that feel f- like just fucking so far fetched and ridiculous. And then there's, it's got like your really, not even self aware cliches, but just cliches of all oh, the, the um, protagonist holding a gun at the antagonist, but doesn't just shoot. Yeah. For something. And it's, it's stuff like that. It's like, oh come on, like it's, it's boring watching stuff like that. But. It, it wasn't bad to the point where I was, like, getting pissed off watching it. Like, I, I did watch, like, the whole film and I was, like, if, say if it, you'd have messaged me at 40 minutes through and said, oh, we can't do it this week, or, oh, we've got to do this different film for whatever reason, I'd have still watched the rest of it. Yeah. Like, I was, it was enticing enough to watch. It wasn't Yeah, anything, I didn't take my eyes off the screen yeah, I was it, watching it, 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 wasn't, it, it make notes. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it, it was watchable and it, it was it was okay. I, there, there was some good, they, I can't remember the name of the killer, I've just called him Killer in every single... Gri- I called him the Griffin. The Griffin. The Griffin was an interesting character, I quite liked it. See, I thought this was a meld of, so I got nuance it. it see, it felt to me like they put... Ed Gein, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre sort of thing. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, and there was one more, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> I have watched it. Red. Well, Silence of the Lambs or Red Dragon, I can't remember which one, but the serial killer signed off the name. It was Buffalo Bill. It was it was Buffalo Bill trying to get a name for himself because yeah. of the skin thing. And I was like, it's sort of like they've tried to do it on a budget and it just didn't quite... It didn't quite make them out, yeah, but they didn't it's, have. It's, they clearly didn't have the budget to do it's it. It's cheap and cheerful, and it? It, it it suffers in some respects. But I liked. 
Uh, I liked it because, the, so essentially it's just this, you chucked it at the deep end, it's already like, there's not, it's quite a short, well, I think it was like an hour and 20 minutes. So yeah, it's it not a lot. There's not a lot of backstory to any character because you kind of just chucked, chucked into the action and it's just about this, this killer in a town who he is, uh, he's going around killing these girls and it's, it is very Ted Bundy-esque. He meets him like he's, He's like he's really polite, well spoken, quite. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't say charming, but he's definitely polite, well spoken. You won't you won't say mm. boo to a goose type of guy, but then he's got this really nasty side to him when he he fantasizes over torturing him and killing him and mm. that 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 type of character is. And I like that because that it, it, some serial killers, for example, like Leatherface, like Jason Voorhees, like Michael Myers, as good as they are, they're not they're not representative of like the true serial killers that mm. are out there in like in today's age. Yeah, and, he was and, okay. And he represents uh, a minority of killers that are actually... The, the people have done things that he, he's done. Like it's, You see it all the time. There's documentaries on people who have mm. done stuff like that. So that... And which, for me, that made up for the no animosity of not wearing a mask or anything. Because you know that's my thing. I have, yeah, you like I like someone wearing a mask, but I don't like to know their identity. But when it's based off something which is... Not common in terms of, oh, this happens all the time, but common in terms of when you get serial killers for for like who go after females, this is the type of stuff that they tend to do, which is what makes them so infamous. Yeah, and it I to an extent I did like it. It did feel like, you know, when you watch the reenactments on Crime Watch and yeah, yeah, it yeah. felt like a dramatisation yeah, of it. But it, it kept me interested and I was watching and I was like, Danielle Harris, who's Danielle Harris? I feel like we've said her name a few times on this podcast. And it's Jamie from Halloween oh, growing yeah. up. So I, I forgot like, about oh. that fact until now. I was like, she's in it. Well, that's the only one you're getting because there were no budget box office on behind oh, the scenes. Right, fair enough. So that's how great this movie was. They couldn't even be asked to put trivia on it. <laughs> fair enough. The whole thing was trivia. Right, shot, so. Shot, shot in two weeks and just gone. <laughs> yeah, just done. Never happened again. Nine to five, Monday to Friday. <laughs> that's gone. it. We're out. Oh, by the way, um, Spider Man No Way Home is the best film ever. Seeing as though we're a podcast film. Might drop. I just feel like I've got to set out there. I've been to watch. And I know you're probably thinking like if you, because I imagine <laughs> a lot of the listeners aren't really into that type of shit. People aren't overreacting. They're not bigging it up too much. It is literally the best piece of cinema ever made. I just really love the link that you established there. And by the way, just so I just, because <laughs> I, I looked at my Wood Driver and it's not really related, but kind of, but we'll get to it when we, when, when we get to it. Okay, right. Fine. Right, so we'll start off from the beginning bit. Uh, my first note was, this is wank. I can tell by the font. That is literally all I put. And then my bet was loosely based on Ed Gein. So the, it starts off in a diner. You've got this really... And he, he does seem quite charming. He seems like quite a nice enough old guy. And he's chatting up this waitress who is much younger than she is. And uh, no... It was much younger than he is, sorry. Yeah. And she, we learned that her name's Kathy and, like, they chat for a bit. And I was like, fucking hell, you don't need to give him your life story. Like, she was like, yeah, my sister's this. And yeah. I was like, fucking Jesus. We don't need to know this. And there's, like, a thing about the sister called Eleanor. And we learned that uh, whilst, he's, whilst she's refusing him, because he says, do you want to go out on a date? Like, Well, he doesn't even say a date. He says, do you want to go to the cinema to see this He's film? really polite about it as well, to the point where you kind of feel a bit bad for him when he gets rejected, but then he handles it really poorly and you kind of think, nah, what a dickhead. <laughs> really poorly, just <Yeah>. slightly. <laughs> Starts fantasising about murdering her. And yeah, just how, how we all deal with rejection yeah. at the best of times. But what I liked, well, I don't think she rejected him. Yeah, I she, think she, she was it. sort of saying, no, I will go another time. Yeah. I can't go tonight. But I, like, how does she... I think she says a day, doesn't she? Yeah. How does such and such day sound? 
I think that's a. Um, I think in a way, it that that seems to show that his, like, with maybe this is us going in depth on it because I can't imagine the on writing our directors. Really deep yeah, but film. It, I think it adds like after watching the film fully because it is the main character in the film. What's her name? Wendy. Wendy. Wendy, um, who is obsessed with. Where were you going with with the K? I can't remember. I thought, I thought it was Kimi, Wendy. I thought it was Kimmy or something. Wendy. Wendy. Who was called Kimmy? <laughs> uh, Who's Kimmy? And then title for the podcast episode. So is is after this Wendy for the whole film, and he's kind of obsessed with her, and he he she changes his ways from being a killer because he he was going to kill Wendy, but then he became obsessed with her. Mm. So he is looking for love. He lo- he wants love and affection. Blah blah blah. And it feels like his whole life is that used to rejection that when he couldn't tell when someone was just genuinely being like, oh no, yeah. I, I just can't that day. Like he instantly stormed off in a huff and started effing and jeffing. So I think that's what the director definitely meant. When yeah, it, it just it adds that little bit of depth because the, the main, the most interesting character in this film is is the killer. Yeah, it, definitely. It's, it's definitely the, the, like the one you want to try and understand the most. And you can see, you can see he's always got his guard up. Like for that split second, he let his guard down, thinking that he had a chance. Didn't really get rejected. He, he just couldn't. The, the, the woman just couldn't make it. Kath, was it Kathy? Yeah. Kathy just couldn't make that day by the looks of it. And he, he instantly like, do you know what I mean? He was heckles up like, this isn't like you've rejected me. He starts kicking off. So it seems like he's kind of been used to rejection his whole life by the way yeah. he reacts. So he ends up attacking this girl as she's coming out of the diner after a shift, and he kills her. And then leaves her there. Mm. And then we turn to Oregon in present day. And I was like, oh shit, when do you use Jamie in Halloween? And so this is a plot point that you've passed the burps on to me and I'm trying to hold it in. Um, this is the plot point I wasn't really sure about. The mother, like what the fuck was that about? Yeah, it just felt like the, a really underdeveloped... The, there's, there's a few fucking plot points in here that are just... Like if you're going to make a short and snappy film, don't try and Why, like, kid, a, kid a... That, that film could have done without the mother like yeah, she just the, couldn't the have been in the there was no point yeah. the, the investigator relationship at the end when she very odd it's, it's just, there's just this parts in here where you just think you didn't need to do that like stop trying to like you, you just chuck in plots into it that don't need to be in there yeah can I comment as well like uh, Danielle Harris looks incredible for her age she's 44 what want to play Jane Wendy bloody hell yeah, and does. I was just like, holy shit. Mm. Yeah, so I, I was quite... Because I, I thought she was like a young teenager like going out in the city yeah. and stuff like that. So I didn't realise it was like she was an older person. But that, that makes it even slightly weirder because the mum's like, I can't keep supporting your financial yeah. decisions, blah, 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 blah. But it cuts to a police investigation and there's been a woman's head cut off. There's been a couple of body parts removed. That's a point to make about the film. It does try to do gore and it's not... It's it does not, its best. It, it, relatively mild gore but it, it's not bad. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it looks realistic Yeah, enough. like the headless corpses and stuff I thought they did well on so props props for them for that. Yeah, and there's a range if of women... in the bun. <laughs> props. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I, did, I did get it as soon as you said it. Look, you're looking for mum for approval. For all those that don't know, mum is listening to us on the podcast right now. She's uh, she's on the video camera. And Oliver made a joke and they just like looked at her and said, yeah, you got that, that was for you. So um, the killer leaves a videotape of him strangling a woman in front of a daughter, which I thought was pretty fucking awful. And he kills the baby. And then he kills the baby, yeah. And we don't find that out until the end yeah, because the he end. says it, doesn't he? He mentions it. And he's known as the Griffin and then leaves like a little wooden Griffin behind. Yeah. And the film, I, I just said the film wants to be Silence of the Lambs, but he doesn't quite manage it. See, I liked the, 
idea of that because at the first uh, the Griffin is he leaves like notes for the police and like like he leaves some voicemails and like just little hints and I I like that little cat and mouse idea but it just I like it, it it's just not well done it, it yeah it just fades away like and it, it kind of clashes with Griffin's motives like it like you're either for me you're either toy you're doing it to toy with the law. Or you're doing it to because you're obsessed with a woman, like it's kind of one or the other. Like yeah. you don't his motives either. He wants to pull one over the police and have this upper hand and feel like he's outsmarted them, or he's doing it just because he wants to find the right woman. Yeah, that's the thing though, isn't it? I, and I do feel like it was quite deep in what it said in terms of. So he started leaving like a little griffin behind. He left a videotape behind, and that's because killing ends up being like a drug. So it's the idea that. All right, I've killed someone. Right, I've killed somebody else. I've killed somebody else. Right, it's getting a bit boring now. Right, I'll leave this calling card to yeah. see if the police can catch up for me. Right, they haven't caught up with me. Right, now I'm going to leave a videotape. Yeah. He's getting cocky. He's getting arrogant. And that's a typical thing that we see in serial killers. I mean, if you look at the idea of uh, Ted Bundy, for instance, he got reckless. Especially with the idea that in this film he likes, he likes before he kills his victims, like unwillingly to them, like they don't know that they're going to be killed. They think they might get let off. But he likes, he, he's got like really alpha male dominance, like fetishes, like and issues where he wants them to say, I like say that you, I, you're weak and I'm strong. Like, yeah. So it, it can't, he, he has this um, God complex where he thinks he's untouchable, which is again feeds into the idea of him wanting to, like, he feels like he's a god, like, he's smarter than the police, he's stronger than everyone. Yeah, he's got, so, he's, so, he's invincible, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, in, in his head, he, he feels like he can't be touched. So Wendy then goes and buys an expensive necklace. Now, this is something I didn't understand until later. And it could have been a really nicely developed plot point if we'd have not... It, it just felt like it was dropped in at the end. So the necklace that she buys is from the jewellery store that he works at. And that's the reason he got obsessed with her. All these women bought something from that jewellery store. Yeah. And it just wasn't... It, like they tried to make a point of oh that necklace is special but they never really mention it and then it just yeah, gets thrown it, in cause it, it saves a life doesn't it it stops him getting his steel wire around the yeah. later on and yeah and it turns out to be how he gets caught and stuff but yeah it's not it's not really touched up but like it's not they don't make the fact with the previous victims that there was wearing jewellery if they if they drop them in yeah. places and then you, you could start in your head like piece it like put, putting the pieces together but they, they don't just kind of like oh this badly done yeah this is how they found out the location it was a, yeah it was a bit cheap and, and the thing is as well like they could have they could have put that in a really nice plot point and it could have been done really well yeah. and effectively but they didn't and it was just sort of like here's a necklace alright yeah she bought the necklace that's it I thought I, like because she was spending so much time over the necklace I was like right the necklace is an important plot point somewhere I don't know where but it's important and that's where you don't want to be because part of me was like oh is it going to go through the development of the mother's relationship with the daughter yeah. she's a spendaholic and she can't fund herself and things like that so I didn't really know where it was coming from that, that's the difference though when you spend big books on like big directors and yeah. producers and casts like the like because like, it like you say it could be a good plot point it could like it does make sense um, but maybe like a like with a big budget and a big director and experience, they might be thinking, "Oh, we've got this ending, but we need to make sure that the audience know." Like they've got yeah. li they've got little trails, like to say, "This is how it's going to be." <laughs> a little wink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a little give it that. That's why films. Oh god, the not, little not, he not, the little Hebrew logo. Yeah, the top not, right not, not, not that we go back to them often, but like 
screams and and slash films. You know that horror mystery ones where you yeah. can't like, work it out. The best ones are the ones that give you enough, but not too much. And they, this is and just then you watch of, it again and can piece it, it, it together. It's like they, they said this is how they're going to link up, which is fine. But we won't touch upon it until the very end. We'll get to the ending of that. And this is how they know. It definitely wasn't like it wasn't a plot hole. It no, still make sense. It just needed but more. But yeah, it was a good idea that they could have definitely gone further with and made it more to do with the story throughout it rather than just being at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. So she buys this necklace and then she goes out with a boyfriend. I can't remember his fucking name. I've written it somewhere. I want to say Jeffrey. Jeffrey, it is yeah. Jeffrey. Uh, so she goes out with a boyfriend. Jeffrey is a very odd name as well. I thought I thought there was something iffy with Jeffrey, but he turned out to be yeah, just another number Spoiler for the kill count. You know, just in case you were desperate to see this <laughs> film after we've reviewed it. So she goes out with a boyfriend, Jeffrey, and he seems like to be also sort of funding her. He pays for the meal and stuff yeah. like that. But there's there's nothing really relevant about that scene. But it does mean that she's out of the house when the griffin comes in. So the griffin uh, goes to her house, but the neighbour is the one that's there, not her. She's like taking uh, some... Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, rubbish out. And so she opens the door, sees him trying to break in. She panics, then runs in to the runs into the house. He chases her. And... It, it's quite, it is quite violent. This is what I mean. It's bit. pretty this brutal. Is, yeah, yeah, it is brutal. So he strangles her and like you can see him cutting into the wire, like the wire cutting into her neck and it's awful as well. And I'm presuming, like I'm presuming he gets off on it because I'm pretty sure he said, I hope it's as good for me as it was for you. And I think... I think yeah, he does. He's, he's a necrophiliac. Yeah. He, the, the police he, say that he, he says he sexually assaulted them after they've been... After they've, deceased basically but I do think I do think he actually blows his load while he's killing her he might do and it's because he's again it's his fetish of being like a god complex like he gets him to repeat things mm. like he'll say repeat every word after me and I might let you live or I am strong and you are weak and you, you can do nothing and I can do everything that kind of thing yeah so Wendy gets back and she's cutting up an apple very weirdly the, just before this is a part of the plot that I also didn't get they because it's breaking into Wendy's house, mm-hmm. and then the after the first attack that she survives, the investigator says this has been his target all along. But then it's never touched upon again. Like what, what was it? Was she like she? He like in my head, I'm thinking she must have been his target because he was specifically breaking into her house, and even after he got that kill, like not because at, at the time being it seemed quite random his killings. It's just any girl in, in the wrong yeah. place, at the wrong time. He's now made this kill on the neighbour, but he still goes back to break into Wendy's house, which makes me think that that Wendy was his original target, but then for what reason? It's never spoken on again. Like, why was Wendy... Because she sold... She bought the jewellery. Oh, fucking... Oh, oh yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. yeah she bought enough. the necklace from him. Yeah, that so was it, yeah. He, like, that's, that's how he picked his target. Yeah. But, yeah, she's cutting up an apple. Here's a noise, and it's the griffin... And he does, like, you're absolutely right, he does this God complex thing and he's like, repeat, you're far, um, I'm far greater, no, you're far greater and stronger, blinded by radiance, humbled and, like, he says, and if you say that, then I'll let you go. Yeah. And he doesn't let her go and then starts cutting her. And luckily, from the, the apple that she'd been cutting, she had a knife in her pocket and stabs him. She screams and runs, which is the first thing you should do. She's dead right there. And the police are obviously at Jennifer's trying to like yeah. sort out the crime scene and she she gets there and Wendy's saved and we learn that he's keeping body parts of the women like this is the first official time we know so Griffin kills a police officer 
because Wendy's like come out of the hospital. She's like they've had their interview and he's like, "Good, oh, this is a strangled one, isn't it? He strangles her. Fo- no, he slits his throat, yeah, he doesn't slits he? His throat. He slits the first officer's throat. It's quite get, gory, actually. Then gets in the car and stabs the other officer straight in the eye. And it, this is what I mean. And stuff like that. Like this is yeah. That's good enough to be like in in the top horror films, like the the action scenes yeah. of it. And. Wendy is staying at Jeffrey's, so they're all keeping watch over a house. Very much Scream 4. It is very much Scream 4. I thought about that. I I saw a lot of Scream Mm. in this film quite a lot of times. Things like Ghostface getting in the car and driving and stuff. Just little bits that I was like, all right, okay, they took that off that. But Griffin kills Jeffrey, and she manages to run through the house, gets out into the car... And he's chasing her in the dead dead cop's car, but this fucking scene just like you could tell they were not on a good budget. Yeah, the, 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 I read quite a bit about this scene because it, go for it all. For one, the film we're only in maybe I don't know 30, 40 minutes at a push. Yeah, if that. And it's quite a for one, the lighting in this scene is so weird. Like it's so so poorly lit. Like you could it, tell they didn't have the money. It, to. Yeah, it, it just didn't. For one, it didn't look right. It was shot at like just. I'd probably say just as, as at sunrise, so it's like a really poor lighted scene. Two, like a scene like that, for one, it felt very action movie. Like it was, it wasn't as much killer chasing. It was more like fucking Fast and Furious, like this, <laughs> this chase scene. And not and, so fast and not so furious. Yeah, and three, I don't think the film had warranted if like what they was going for was this intense car chase scene. But the film hadn't been going on long enough, and we hadn't seen enough for it to like it hadn't, yeah. it hadn't boiled enough to get to that level yet. So I thought it was a bit, it was a bit premature a scene like that. And and the, one of the film that for the fourth point is one of the main reasons this film at, for for me was quite enjoyable was because it was really raw serial killer like home invader like could happen to anyone. Yeah. And this kind of distanced it from that. Like he's in a stolen police car chasing it down, bumping into each other. And we're only 35, 40 minutes in, I thought. It just seems a bit too intense for and she this turned, part of the film. And she turns pretty badass halfway through as well. And she starts yeah, fucking revving up at the side him. of him and ramming him. I was like, no, this is not how it happened. But she ends up ramming him in or closing off him. So he ends up going into a ditch into like the forest. And then the fucking car blows up. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? It was like a Scream 3 sort yeah, of ramming. We've got a lot just, of bit of money left over. Yeah, Let's blow up a car. Straight. And you, the explosion was shocking as well. At least in like yeah, Scream 3. And that, it's a big explosion. You got half a second. And it looked like they just had a jerry can chucked a lighter at it, and then it cut to the re- it cut to the reflection of the windscreen, just so you couldn't see how poorly poor, poor the explosion was. So Wendy wakes up in hospital and rings her mum, but her mum's got no idea what happened, and so she's there's sort of like a she won't stop nagging at, nagging at her for anything, yeah. and then she ends up hanging up, and she's like, oh well, you know what, fuck you, basically. Yeah, the, the the, and I was like, this, but it's pointless. This scene fucked me off. So she's now been attacked. Twice. Twice. She's, for one, the investigator comes and speaks to her in the hospital. You'd be furious with the investigator because you was meant to be getting police protection, you're safe and sound, yeah. around the clock protection. And I know they did have two officers parked outside, but that's not really, that's not really it's not, protection. Yeah, 100% like, of the threat. Yeah, exactly. So for one, yeah. you'd be pissed off at him saying, how have you let that happen again? Two, this, um, this phone call with her mother, she's speaking to her and she, she's obviously, need, she, she, she's a, She's rang her to tell her that I have now been attacked twice by a murderer and escaped him twice. Yeah. She's got a she's got a slit around her neck from where the rope was, uh, where the steel wire was about. Yeah. And she's just letting her mum give her this shit on the phone, and then she's like, instead of like when her mum stops and it's her turn to speak, instead of being like, I've nearly just been brutally murdered. Ra- raped and murdered. Yeah, it's 
I've got something to tell you. And it's she lets it <laughs> dramatic. Yeah, she lets it go off on another tangent. She's like, Mum, I've got I've got something to it's like just, just put, fucking yeah, tell just her. Tell her, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like she has four chances and don't say it. And I, it's one of them where I just roll my eyes on something. This stuff like that just winds me up. Like it's just it, like I don't get how directors can sit there and think this is pissing me off and I'm the one who's meant to be directing it. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? No, I know what you mean. But it's basically, basically mum's like... It was well. jarring to listen to. Yeah. You just thought, fuck's sake, just say it. But mum, at the end of the day, she's like, you know, we're, we're finished now, you and I, blah, blah, blah. And so that sort of cuts them off in the yeah. film. And I was like, you know what? I could appreciate the whole thing between the mum and daughter if, like, the mum came and saved the day or something yeah. like that. But you just don't that, hear from her for it, the rest yeah. of the film. And I was just like, oh, that's a bit pointless. Ma- maybe, no, it's definitely not, but maybe, maybe it was to do with a troubled childhood she said she has later on, like, but... Yeah, but again, still, that's still fucking bullshit. It's too underdeveloped, yeah. isn't it? So Wendy, because um, Wendy drove the car, well, Wendy nudged the car, police car into a ditch. You don't really see anything until the police investigators are looking at the crime scene yeah. and they find the body and it's the police officer, not him. Yeah. And I was like, really? Really? What police officer? The police officer that he killed. It's the police officer's body. Oh, on the yeah, yeah. I, I knew it was a police officer, but I thought it was one that had turned up. But yeah, it's a police officer they killed because now he has a police uniform on. Yeah. So. And so after that, because the investigator was like, you know, make sure she's okay and we're going to get her to a safe space and somebody's going to come pick her up. And he tells the doctors and nurses this. But because he's, um, he's now dressed up as a police officer, they just. Let her go with Yeah, him. the hospital with just, no the credentials. Hospital just let her go again. This is down to the investigator who's meant to be protecting her for the third time. Well, second time now. Is it second? Yeah, second yeah. time. Third time she'll have been attacked, but yeah. second time the investigators knew about it. So um, he's he still like leaves her unattended. It's not like you'd have, you'd have armed police at the hospital door. Like, yeah, you, you would do. No one would be coming in without identification or authorization. And uh, and another thing to back up your point about the plot holes. This bullshit about the. The police chief, like, putting pressure on the investigator to get the case sorted. It's just not needed. No, like, it's what? not. It's, unnecess- and und- underdone it's, again. it's done in that one scene and never touched up on again. So what was the point in even having it in there? I think they just needed to fill some time. And so they were like, right, we need to get a couple of subplots going it, and waiting for it. And it, it just didn't work out very it's well. That, and don't get me wrong, like, I do. this film was fine. It was It was. It was, fine. It was, okay. it was, it was okay to it watch. Okay. But again, it's, it's, that, it, it's the common thing you see in cheap, cheaply done horrors where... They try and give every character a backstory, and every instead of just accepting, we haven't got the money, we haven't got the time, the, the time, the experience. Some characters are just going to be in there for fillers, but they don't like the investigator. They try and give him a relationship with. Think about what the investigator actually did in this film. Nothing. A whole, yeah, fuck all. Like he had no. He just turned up. Yeah, once. He, he just turned up. Yeah, towards the end, and he, he had. A, he didn't even have that much dialogue, really. No. But he, but the, he not only had the backstory of the fucking police uh, chief of police like putting pressure on him he then had his brother who was brutally murdered in a casino yeah. in front of him in Las Vegas it's like what just fucking ex- hell just, <laughs> it? just accept that just having been an investigator face value is there to solve the crime and he's just he's just going to crime scenes picking up clues and he eventually catches on and chases him why does he need to have all these bullshit backstories that have nothing to do with the story at all yeah I, I completely agree with you but it turns out that the Griffin is Wendy's driver not an actual policeman and he thinks Wendy is his match now, and he gives her the he gives her the Griffin, and he's like, "This is a token of my love for you." Yeah, and I'm a bit like, oh, so "You're fucking weird, mate." So I'm I'm we'll cope with it. I'm putting two and two together and guessing the reason why he suddenly got an obsession with Wendy is because she fought back and survived. She bested him, yeah. She, she tested his god complex, and he like it's like that. He liked that. It gave him Traveling. a bit of energy. Yeah, like it was different. So I'm guessing that's where the obsession came from. Ah, this is his name, Mister Rude. 
we don't know we don't know his um we, like his, the griffin is rude yeah, yeah that's how he's known i think and we learned that it, when they're investigating things we learn that actually he was he was part of the sales team at the jewelry store yeah and he'd served all the women that were the killers, killers yeah, yeah were, were killed and I went, oh, this bit, I thought, <laughs> when she gets out of the car, because she tries to escape him, and he manages to get her back in the car, and to be fair, she does the right thing, like, she don't want to be killed, and he's he's not saying that he's a threat to her right now, and so she has no reason to not go with him at that point, because he had a gun to her back, he just shot her, yeah. she did otherwise, and he gets out of the car with her in this really remote place, and he's like, oh, just hold this, and the first thing I put was, she's holding heads, I fucking knew she was holding heads, I put, she's holding heads, I bet. And I was absolutely right. I was very proud of myself. So he's taken her to his virtually nowhere spot. And she he, he's trying to take care of her. Yeah. And she's, ugh, she's just looking at the gun because it's in his back holster. And she tries to grab it, manages to grab it, holds it up. And she's like, I'm going to blow, blow yeah, a hole in you. And I was like, just fucking shoot him. Yeah, it's just one of them that just pisses you off. But he drops the bags because she tells him to drop her stuff and she doesn't know there's heads in there and it distracts her, obviously, as a rolling head on the floor yeah. would. And he manages to grab the gun and he's like, look, this is your last chance, basically. Yeah. We, we're going to have to work together. I can't trust you. Blah, 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 blah. So he gives her a sandwich and she's obviously she's feeling sick and nauseous and I quite like this accurate portrayal she wasn't just sitting there with a sandwich like she was trying to eat it but then like it was like falling out of mouth yeah. she was, she's so traumatised and it, it's really that I thought that was probably one of the most real things in the film yeah so when she's in held captive it really is a, like she, she plays it off well and she's like I'm sorry I can't eat it I'm really sorry I can't eat it yeah <laughs> that was the cat yeah and like you know she He's like, you're being selfish. I, I, I took a lot of time to make this sandwich for you and you're not even bothering. And she's like, no, I'm trying. I'll, I will eat it, just not now. I can't eat it now. And it just... He, he gets frustrated. He then takes her into the bedroom and he tries to rape her. And I actually thought he was going to do it at Blows one point. Blows his load, he, I think, too early. I think that's what happened. I didn't think... I thought he couldn't get it up. Maybe. Maybe. I didn't know if it, I didn't know which one it was. It, it I thought be I thought he couldn't get it up because he was trying really hard, yeah. and he it's just couldn't. <laughs> trying try really soft, I suppose you could say. Trying really not hard. Not a laughing matter, but it's filming it. Erectile <laughs> <laughs> dysfunction comes to the all, <clears throat> but it doesn't. Cause anyway. I'm a woman. But okay, right, whatever. So is uh, th- oh, this is something as well, and oh, actually, oh no, I've I've said a film that I want to watch. But I've already picked this film, so I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna stick with my decision. But it reminds me of Mick in Wolf Creek. Have you ever seen Wolf Creek? Fucking great film. No, I'm not You'd like that. Wolf Creek. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, we will do that. In fact, I'm gonna put that on a circle so that I remember we need to watch that. So he's putting on a bit of a show for her. He has these heads in a fucking jar, and it's like the lights are flickering on him, and you can hear them crying. Yeah, and he like tape his victims like. Like begging saying, for the yeah, lives begging for the lives and saying you're strong and I'm weak and all this shit. And he's like, well, the one thing that I've never tried to do is uh, cut the head off somebody while they're still alive. And I was like, oh fucking hell. Yeah. And she's uh, she's shit in her pants, and she ends up going. Basically, she manages to get out of her ties. She smashes one. Um, no, she she hits out at him. Manages to smash one of the jars on the floor and runs into like the. Is it a garage? It's like a little 
Just a little lock room up in thing. It, yeah. yeah, a little lock up. And he's suddenly battering down the door and then starts shooting at the door. And she, we, we don't know whether she's alive or dead at this point. And the thing is, whatever the fuck his name is, Detective, whatever, yeah. and is. Um, sidekick. <laughs> sidekick, yeah. Is. I found the location, they drive up to the place to hear the gunshots. When we say found the location, they did work it out, <laughs> they worked out where he worked, went to his address, found out the plate on the car, but then suddenly that meant they knew where he was, his location was. He yeah. was in such a remote area, no buildings around. Like, but they you, still knew. They still knew exactly where to go, yeah. Yes. It was a bit, that was a bit like, ugh. And I quite liked the, um, I quite liked the fact that he just, did he? He kicks the door down and then the uh, Griffin shoots the police officer, then comes outside and shoots his sidekick. Yeah, but, but then they both thought like, yeah, we're okay. Neither, neither of the bullets kill, so again, what is the point? Yeah. And, and he just gets arrested. Yeah, he arrests him and he's like, you keep hold of him there. And I was like, yeah, it's real fucking genius that. So like, this is the first of two anticlimactic endings. Yeah. I, so the first one went and I was like, fucking hell, that was a bit anticlimactic. Then the second one I went, fucking hell, that was a bit anticlimactic. <laughs> if you're going to put a second ending in, at least, make, yeah, at, least, at least make it fucking good. Well, he was anticlimactic mm. and so was the ending. Exactly. So maybe it's a fitting end for him. He, uh, the, Wendy's alive, she's in, the, she's in the room, she's in the corner and she's not doing anything. And he's just like, it's all right, you're safe now, all's well, he's been arrested, fuck it, it's all good. And three weeks later, Wendy and the detective were on a date. And I was like, a boyfriend died three That's weeks I mean. ago. Where, where does this shit come from? Like, what? Who thought that that was necessary and needed? I didn't know that it was needed. And I don't, I don't think it was needed. But I thought that was the ending. And, I was and like, in that interview, she was like, I, I sympathise with him. And it's yeah, like, and she's like, I want to keep the griffin. I was like, oh, it's like the fuck film, off. The, like, the film just hasn't been long enough, hasn't been done well enough to become that deep. Like that, She's holding it and she's like, I'm going to keep have it. Have you seen the Pookeepsy? Is that what it's called? Pookeepsy. Pookeepsy. Mm, there we go. There's, 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 there's a new title. The poo? Have you seen the poo? It's, it, you see my... It's similar. Pau keeps the yeah. Um, that film delves... It's, it's like this film on steroids, like, but it, it really... Like, the woman's... This killer kidnaps um, a woman and she's tortured for... So, I can't remember how long it is, but it's, it's so a really long. long time. And then she actually develops a... Is it, I'm not sure if it's an actual disorder where, like, you're, yeah, you're, you're, um, you're obsessed with... Your, yeah, you're obsessed with your killer... That it's like this film tries to play that off a little bit and it's like, yeah. like you, you're not you haven't warranted to be able to d- d- delve into that like just stay in your lane well I thought that the date was going to be the end of the film and I was like right okay that's fine Damn I can deal with that and then the Griffin gets out and he's suddenly fucking Michael Myers in on it. this bus breaks, I was like what the fuck's going out on of here a fucking police like, well it's a corrections truck Unit, like the yeah. ones that they use to transport prisoners that's only got one guard in there with his gun holstered like for anyone to grab it, it's, it's just like, come on, like, just, if you're going to make him break out, do something a bit more believable, not something like that. Yeah, so Wendy is in the office and he's coming to get her. Now, this turns into some sort of fucking mass shooting. And it? it turns into... I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Red, this has taken a deep turn. And he's just shooting everybody down in the office looking for her. And she gets in the corner and she's like, and I was like, you were safe there, hon. Do not move. Do not come out of that corner. He's gone the other way. You're fine. But no, she fucking comes out with this tiny handgun, bearing in mind he's got a blazing shotgun. And she's like, nah, this handgun will do. So she uh, she comes face to face with him and shoots him. The gun jams first and then oh, shoots Oh yeah, next. and then she shoots him. And she makes him, I like the fact she makes him repeat yeah, the words. Yeah, I thought it was cringy. Oh, I, I thought like, it was oh. quite good. She makes him repeat the words he told her at the beginning, but the opposite. Well, two minutes ago, she sympathised with him. Like, 
the way I look at sympathising and killer is like uh, Cindy and Roman like at the end like there's that what? Sydney Sydney I was thinking I was like it's all blending into one and like that that's kind of like uh, she sympathised but got get, but she she was like oh I quite sympathise with George Hardwood she's got him by the throat next yeah. making him repeat say all it that's what I mean I was like what do you sympathise with him I was like what the fuck is going on and then there's this like symbolic gesture of hand, like leaving the griffin at his side mm. and she was like oh, with this fucking griffin and I was like oh yeah because the story's over now and then it takes a little bit from Carrie and you get a final jump scare about griffin in the body bag leaping up and it's all a nightmare yeah, and that's the end of the film again it, it wasn't it's not a terrible film I actually it's, it's it was alright I, I won't watch it again but it wasn't a hard watch I'd rather watch that than In the Tall Grass oh, yeah because I, I would as well but I'm a sucker for a slasher um, it wasn't. It's not a bad. It's not a bad film. It's just an okay film. It's all right to watch. It's not. It's not a hard watch. I'd watch it. Watch it for the shits and giggles, if nothing else. So some films you say I like, would never watch again. That that's not. That's not too bad. Like yeah, it's not. It's not that bad. It. I would never put it on again. But if I was at someone's house and said, "Oh, I want to watch this," I'd, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it." Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not one that I'd buy on fucking Blu-ray. But it, <laughs> but I'd, if, if the time arose, I'd watch it again. I don't even think you can get it on Blu-ray. I think it's just an Amazon Prime special. So have you got any behind-the-scenes facts? Nope, there's nothing. For the first it's time not even ever. got an IMDb page. Um, <laughs> it's got nothing. So it's straight to the Woodger Hour then, right? This is where it comes into when I said it has a bit of Spider-Man and it's nothing to do with Spider-Man but it's super. Green Goblin based. will decide that's what I want. You, you, that's my you need answer. To, oh God. I, I'm not getting into it. because I it's fancy not, the pants off watch that. Outfit. Watch the fucking film. It's, it's, it's so incredible. He, he, how, he, how he topped his performance in the first Spider-Man I'll never fucking know because in this one I, I love him and I hate him. Like, he's, he just... He, he steals a show like he's just got something about him he's got a charisma it's like he's in Speed 2 and in, he's the in, villain in that in um, this one as well spoiler alert he's in it by the way uh, the, what William, William Dafoe yeah. he was in the trailers oh was he yeah, I, yeah, thought, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see him in his face so, but don't mention anything else because people might get pissed off yeah, we'll say don't, spoilers. don't but, want to ruin the podcast but there's um, yeah this this Marvel based podcast yeah <laughs> that we are so passionate about he's for the majority of the film He's maskless, so you get to see a lot more of his face. So oh yeah, I'll definitely give it, for give that. it a watch. It, I, I, it is honestly really. But at the good. same time, he played the he played the polar bear in the Fisher like the Bird's Eye advert, and that weirds me out a bit that I fancy the polar <laughs> bear in the Fisher advert. It, it's a bit creepy. But so, anyway, back to the Would You Rather. I actually thought this Would You Rather um, last night. I, I, sometimes when me and Shara are in bed and we can't sleep, I'll start talking to Boris to sleep, and I just start talking about like, his girlfriend. Shara. Yeah, I just start talking about <laughs> just tripping. Your chaz. I just start talking about would you rather's and stuff like that and thinking of stuff. So, say, this is quite a depressing one as well, but say you're in, I don't know, it's two years from now, you're, you're financially bankrupt, you've lost your job, lost the house, like, you, you can't see your family anymore, you've moved away, like, you, you're basically just on the proper rock bottom. Like, a real you, shit time. Yeah, you really are on rock bottom. Right. And you, you find yourself on top of, on top of this high-rise building. And the genie pops out and he says, if you jump off this building now, there's a 50-50% chance that you will fly. And if you, if it happens, you keep that ability. Like, you can now fly. Any No limitations. You can fly where you want, when you want. Where the, where the fuck do you come up with this I shit? I don't know. It's, it is strange, I admit. Would, <laughs> would you make the jump? I don't know, because I'd have to be in that position. I think I'd do it. I was fairly... I, was I think feeling, I'd do it now. I was feeling fairly low a couple of years ago. And I think... 
I think if I'd have, if I was in that same position, I'm not I saying was, would you attempt. I, I know this can seem quite dark. It's not would you attempt to kill yourself. It's would you take the risk of not living to. to yeah, this to is fly. my point. I was yeah. like, eh, fuck it. Like, yeah, I, f- I feel like I'd have done it if I was if I was in that position. Where I was, like now, I don't think I'd do Fle- it. Because if you, the thing is, if you learn to fly, you start it for life. Because yeah, one you could people li- will pay for pe- it. Yeah, people are paid to see it, and people like maybe not paid to see it, but imagine what you could you could you could fucking be the quickest takeaway driver ever, and I know that's really looking at it limited. <laughs> But you, you, I know that's such a poor example, but this. Oh, you, you, you could be a really good takeaway driver. Just eat when I fuck all on you. You could be a superhero, you could be a super villain, like you could you could do true. robberies, like you, you, you'd be impossible to catch and contain. That's true. So. And I feel like, yeah, if I was feeling like I was at rock bottom, I'd, I'd take the chance, yeah, about learning to fly. It would be something that's new. Yeah. Could, could you become I'd, a professional I'd, flyer? I'd take it as well. So, what film for next week? Right, so, I've got a... So, this is... It's going to be the special 100... It is going to be the special 100, isn't it? Yeah. We're not lying. It's 97... No, it's not. got 98, which is my midweek, then 99, which will be this oh, film. For fuck's sake, Ollie. Well, why don't you do the one that you was going to do instead? Oh, yeah, I was going to do Wolf Creek. But then... Yeah, but then you're picking the film for the 100. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I'm going to say... We'll do Wolf Creek then. But I was going to say... What we are going, like, because we started off with Scream as our first episode, what I would like to do is pass the gauntlet over to you and say we'll do Halloween H2O for the episode 100. So the special one, the first one, and the 100th one we, would be... Because, you know what, I'll allow it. I know, it, I'm skipping over one. But it's on a different timeline, True. and that's why I'll allow it. H2O cuts out four, or five, yeah. and six, I think, so... It's, I'll allow it. It picks up the Laura Strode timeline again. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's fine. We'll do that the week after. Okay, that'll be episode 100. Right, so... We'll, Did you we'll, see how thoughtful that was? And you yeah, fucked me over because you were Sorry. like... I've had a long ass day. I'm knackered. Have you watched, by the way, just another... Seeing as we're now on the podcast reviews of whatever the fuck we like, have you watched Russell Howard's Lubric- Lubricant yet on the no. Netflix? Right, you need to watch it. It's his first stand-up since the pandemic. Fucking hilarious. Oh, well. I was crying. You need to watch it as soon as possible. And when you've watched it, you need to tell me. Because what, what, it's Russell so Howard, what is it? It's on Netflix. Lubricant, it's called. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Right, I'll, I'll it's so it. good. I was in tears. I was laughing that hard. Yeah, I'll give it a watch. All right. Well, that was episode 97. Seven. Thanks for listening. Bye.